Hey y'all, I'm your host, Bella Orlando, and you're listening to the Just Living Y'all podcast. This will be the first episode of many. I'm so excited to start. So here is the my story with eating disorder experience, and so you guys can get to know me. My name is Isabella Orlando, and I'm from Norwalk, Connecticut. I currently attend the University of Delaware as a sophomore, studying nutrition and dietetics. I actually just declared last week after a year of changing my major, one, two, three, going undeclared, like four times I changed it, and finally decided. Um, I have a huge passion for nutrition dietetics because of my experience throughout high school sports and everything that I've gone through has shown me that I want to pursue it. Um, So I danced my entire life. I was always skinny in elementary school and then eighth grade came around and I joined the cross country and track team and I did that throughout high school very competitively. I did high jump, long jump, triple jump, 200 sprints, hurdles. I did pretty much everything at track and I ran all year round. I hated long distance, but (laughs) running and track was just something else for me to do. I spent two hour practices a day. I would have lifts. I got really, really into it. And since I was quote unquote considered scoring points for the team and good for my high school team in high jump, the coaches always relied on me, which put a lot of pressure and anxiety around me. I definitely have dealt with anxiety my entire life, but I was definitely have become more aware of it over the past year and a half. Um, I didn't realize how anxious I was getting with track and how it was making me feel, but I was so focused on winning and trying to be the best and most athletic being out there and so I started to you know eat very clean quote unquote eating healthy and very I got very 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 restrictive with my food I didn't know I was getting restrictive but I was restricting and then probably like junior year of high school I started wanting to lose weight and being skinny. So I would go to the gym for who knows how many hours. Like I would go for two hours. I would go in the elliptical for a half hour. I would do weights for another like 45 minutes to an hour. Then I would go for a walk outside. I would do a lot of physical activity. I would also have practice on top of it some days um, or most days because I did track all the time. Um... Yeah, I started restricting. I would be doing the rice cakes with peanut butter, little to no fruit, no added sugars, no refined carbs. I got very, very restrictive and started closing off on all food categories pretty much. Oh, just eat the tuna and vegetables for dinner. That was not enough fuel for my body. I did notice, like if I look back at pictures, I lost some weight. I don't know. I think I was like 145. And I mean, you could see I was toned. I was, I looked like an athlete. I was ready for a track meet kind of deal. But mentally, it was not healthy for me. But I couldn't realize that and come to the conclusion of that till last November. So track season was around for the spring of my junior year of high school. And 
you know, I'm at the fittest I've ever been, I guess you could say. I started going to the gym more and lifting more, and I was loving it. And then senior year rolls around, and actually, that, that summer, I have a page in one of my journals from when I went to a youth conference for a Catholic youth conference, and I wrote in my journal, and I was like, God, please help me fix my binge eating disorder. Mind you, this was 2019, almost two and a half, three years ago. I was writing asking God for help. But when I, like, think back, I don't remember even writing that down or remembering and noticing that I discussed binge eating. I didn't realize I was binge eating at all. Um, But I was watching a lot of YouTube videos and I was getting very educated on the fit, ripped lifestyle and binge eating came across my YouTube page, I guess, and I was watching lots of videos on it. But I stayed in that binge restrict cycle for almost two years. So senior year rolls around, I'm getting even skinnier, but I'm binging. I remember we went, my family went to Italy for the month of August for vacation. I remember being so restricted during the daytime and then nighttime would roll around and I would just eat everything under the sun. Like, I mean, cookies, cake, ice cream, all the junk food items because I wasn't allowing myself to have any of that. And so I continued that going, coming back home from vacation and into my senior year, every week I would eat super, super clean, super, super healthy all week. And then Sunday night rolls around. I would eat everything in the cabinets. Every, I, I don't even know, food that I didn't even like the taste of, I was binging on and eating. And if you guys don't know what binging is, it's basically just eating over the amount you're supposed to be consuming past your hunger cues, past everything. It's making you feel sick afterwards, making you feel guilty afterwards. And that's what starts the cycle is when you're constantly restricting and then you binge, restrict again, binge. And that's the cycle. And the post-binge guilt comes along and you're like, oh my gosh, I just ate all that. So I need to restrict again. And that's kind of triggering your brain to be like, oh, let's restrict again. Let's do this again. And it's very, very, very unhealthy. But I went on through senior year up till probably like covid so that's february now or march is when covid started and i binged that entire semester just working out constantly senior rolls rolls around and covid happens i'm not there's no gyms open there's no track practice there's no dance practice what am i supposed to do so i started i was like wow i'm not being active at all anymore like i shouldn't be eating as much as i am right now so i restricted my calories even lower And I kept saying to myself, I need to fix this binge eating. I need to fix this binge eating. But I wasn't really aware of how I could fix it and like where it was stemming from. I didn't realize how much of a mental disorder it was compared to a physical one. It really, it's not a physical disorder. It is a mental illness. It's a very horrible illness. And I don't think people are aware of how much it really takes a toll on you. And so... I was just doing home workouts, but I'd be working out like three times a day because I was like, oh, I'm not being active. I'm not leaving the house. I need to be this active and I need to eat less. That 
I think, triggered my eating disorder even more. I graduate high school. It's like June now. I started going on daily walks and realizing walks are very, very good for my mind. And I would go on these hour-long walks, but not for a physical standpoint. I think it started out as physical, but then I'm like, I needed this mentally. It was a nice mental break in my day. So I started implementing those. The gyms opened back up. I started weightlifting at the gym because I was like, there's no more practices to go to. There's no more competitions I'm competing in. Let's start going to the gym. But I started going to the gym so I could lose weight, so I could be skinny. And that is not why you should be going to the gym at all. You should not be going to the gym for those purposes. Maybe actually if you have some health concerns with high blood pressure, high cholesterol, um, obesity, like those are health reasons to go to the gym and lose weight. If you are an active kid like me at 18 years old, no, I was 17 at the time, honestly, like that's not something you should be worried about at that age. You shouldn't be worried about losing weight. But for me, for some reason, that's all I worried about. I was working out nonstop and I was going to be moving into college freshman year. Wow. Like, and then we got told we weren't going to be on campus for fall semester. So I was home. I, September rolls around and I'd gone to the gynecologist because my periods were irregular and I was fine with irregular periods, but that's not your body being healthy. That's not your body telling you that you can ovulate and everything. So that's why I went. I went to go on birth control so I could get rid of my acne because I had a very severe acne, cystic acne. So the gynecologist tells me, she's like, you have PCOS. So we did a ultrasound. All my symptoms match up. Tiredness, fatigue, excessive hair growth, mood swings. Um, what else do I experience? Bloating. Um, all the PCOS symptoms. I will definitely be doing an episode specifically to explain PCOS. Basically, it's polycystic ovarian syndrome. And it, an irregular period is a huge symptom of that. So the ultrasound sound showed how the ovaries were circled and they were coiled up together. So she put me on this birth control. I went on it till December of 2020. Did not like the birth control experience at all. It made me super, super bloated. My boobs got bigger and it was just uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable the entire time I was on it and it wasn't fixing my acne. And the doctor did tell me, she was like, this birth control is just a band-aid for your PCOS, but it's not going to fix it. PCOS is a chronic illness, so you can only help the symptoms and try to fix the symptoms. So on October 17th, I started going to the Edge Fitness Clubs. It's my all-time favorite place to go now. Like I, hands down, like that is the gym I probably will be going at for a very long time. And so I started going and I started really getting into weightlifting in October. I had weightlifted in high school and over the summer at the gyms, but this was like really, I was like, let's weightlift. And I heard that was really great for PCOS. I started doing lots of research on PCOS and everything to help me. So I was like, this is great. And, you know, I 
went to the gym. I've been going to the edge forever now and weightlifting is my everything. It's an outlet for me. It helps my anxiety. It makes me feel super confident and I'll touch more upon that in late later. So after I saw the gynecologist, I went to go see a nutritionist for my PCOS and it was very restrictive. It was like, let's not eat this. Let's not eat this. Let's not eat this. Let's not eat this. For a PCOS diet, it's basically a pre-diabetic. So you're not trying to spike your insulin. So typical day would be yogurt with a piece of toast and peanut butter for breakfast, but whole wheat toast. Lunch would be a salad with tuna, um, barley, and some other vegetables. Basically, this diet cut all refined sugar, all refined carbs out. And since I was dealing with the binge eating disorder, in that binge restrict cycle, it came back. Well, it never went away, but it stuck out to me so much. I was like, wow, I have an eating disorder. And that's when I was I was doing YouTube videos and I was doing so much research on binge eating. And I looked it up and I was like, I definitely have it. I wasn't seeking help though. I wasn't, I was so afraid to talk to my parents about it. I was so afraid to ask for help. I, I got to such a low point, you know, end of September, beginning of October, where I was so fed up with myself. I was so guilty. I was so, I hated myself. I did not, like, I don't know. I can't even imagine myself how I was then. Cause I look back and I was like, I was so mentally ill and I was so sick, like, and I, so I finally brought up to my mom, and I told her, I was like, I have a binge eating disorder, and my mom denies me, she's like, what are you talking about, you don't have an eating disorder, and my dad was like, you have to control yourself, you have to control yourself, like, that's how it works, and I remember screaming and crying, and I was like, no, like, I can't get myself out of this cycle, and it's, you guys aren't gonna get me out of this cycle, like, my brain needs to learn how to get me out of this cycle and I remember just being so upset and so I started my mom was like let's look for a therapist and I just remember screaming at my mom because I don't even know how she dealt with me but I remember screaming at her because I knew how much I was struggling and like she didn't want to see me struggle and she didn't want to see me at like the worst point in my life because that definitely was a low very 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 low point for me I just, I don't know. I can imagine myself on Sunday nights going downstairs to the basement in my house, grabbing all the most disgusting snacks that I could think of and eating boxes of them and then going up to my room and then feeling sick to my stomach and then going to bed. I just remember, I was like, the way I look and the way I feel right now is not who I am. So I... I got a therapist November last year, 2020. I started seeing my therapist and I don't look back. Like that was the best decision I could have ever made for myself. And I know there's such a stigma around therapy and going to therapy. I talk about it all the time. My therapist is my one of my best friends now. <laughs> like she knows every single detail in my entire life. And she has helped me and I would, I wouldn't say cured me, but cured a lot of me, I guess, in a way. So I started seeing her in November and we started doing tactics for my eating disorder and my anxiety. But this is where 
everything made sense to me. She was telling me that because I have PCOS, my anxiety is higher, my OCD is higher, my ADHD is higher. I have all of those mental illnesses. And she's like, that definitely triggered your eating disorder. And, you know, it's not your fault that you have an eating disorder. It's your body. Your body is unhealthy right now with your PCOS and it played such a huge role with your hormones and everything and triggered the eating disorder. So we started working on ways to fix, to help my anxiety. She would give me homeworks each week and help my eating. So like I remember the first week, my task was to not go on my phone while walking by people. I tend to do that. I still kind of do that, especially coming to college and walking by a bunch of people. I tend to go on my phone and I notice every other person does that but that's your anxiety trying to like comfort you're trying to comfort your anxiety with that by holding your phone up and using it by walking by people remember that was one of the first tasks i did with her and i think that's where the improvement started i remember another task we did was having a plate of cookies in front of me and only eating two cookies instead of the entire plate of cookies But to get to that point of that task, it took me two months, I think, maybe even longer, honestly. But I remember I'd have to sit down and eat each meal. This was a point in time where I could not restrict. I couldn't be thinking about, oh, I need to lose weight. Oh, I need to look a certain way. I had to remind myself that this is for my mental well-being, that I needed to do this and needed to seek help. So, you know, months have surpassed and my therapist and I talk weekly and she's helped me learn how to study better and deal with different types of people. Um, Definitely in high school, my relationships with friends were pretty toxic. I have my like three best friends from home, three to five, uh, like five of them. I don't know. My cousins included, I guess. (laughs) But I didn't have like a group of friends is what I'm trying to say. I had friends in different groups. And then there was the toxic groups that I was in. And that definitely played a role into it because I remember looking at them and all my toxic friends being like, wow, they're so skinny. In support of university health guidelines in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, masks or cloth face coverings must be worn properly at all times while in Morris Library. Thank you for your help and keeping everyone safe and healthy. Okay. Anyways, um, yeah, so I remember, like, it just, back on my train of thought, because some guy just came on the announcements where I'm recording. I don't know what he even just said. Something about a mask. I'm not listening. Oh, yeah. Toxic friends. So... I noticed them being skinny or skinnier than me. And I was like, wow, I have to be like them. Which you don't have to be like everyone else. You don't have to look like every other girl on this planet. Your body is for you. You were made beautifully made. Like you, as God said it, like he created you for you. And you're here on this earth to be you. And you're going to look your way. You're not going to look other people's ways. You're going to do things for you. And so I've been in therapy for 10 months now. 
and then in February, I moved into school. Um, I was really getting into weightlifting like January. Like that's when I started like getting stronger. I was getting stronger. I felt like maybe the, the year before that I was getting weaker because I was eating less and I wasn't feeling my body properly. Started getting stronger. I came to school. Two weeks into school, I got COVID. And then I was in quarantine for two weeks. And then I was pretty much sick the rest of the semester in terms of like coughing, congestion, yeah, everything under the sun, sinus infections, frat plague, or PPPP, which I cannot disclose because my friends would kill me. <laughs> um, you could hear me now. I have a cough and congestion too. So we love that. Um, so at school, I, it did not like the school gym at all. So it was really hard for me to adjust from one gym to another. The school gym was not it. You had to make a reservation and trying to just plan that with my schedule wasn't fun. And I also had early morning classes, so I couldn't go to the gym early, which is when I love to go at home. So I definitely missed the edge in my gym at home and that routine that I had, but I just had to get over that. Um, I had the best college semester, first semester of college. Hands down, University of Delaware is the best school. I had so much fun. Definitely did less schoolwork than I should have done, but that's okay because it was first semester and I feel like everybody does that. Oh, I'm also in a sorority, so I rushed Pi Phi and I love my fam and my sisters. It was definitely one of the best decisions I did. It's definitely harder to be in a sorority like with in-person events and but hands down like it was just the best experience i lived in south academy hall i met all my friends there that i'm fr still friends with now and it i'm so grateful for my experience i definitely will talk about my first semester experience in another episode but at school the dining halls that definitely was hard coming out of recovery like being in recovery and kind of coming out of recovery like that was when i started eating the dining halls and around people again because I feel like when I was home for a full semester I wasn't really eating with people all the time I got a lot of anxiety eating around people um so it was definitely hard the first month at school trying to eat in the dining hall and like picking out things I wanted to eat and being like oh are those people gonna judge me but then I had to remember and tell myself like I'm feeling my body for me this is food that I want to eat just because they're not eating doesn't mean I shouldn't be eating just because they're eating doesn't mean I should be eating I have to listen to my hunger cues and my emotions around food. So, yeah, I made some awesome guy friends. And I remember, like, the first time I went to go eat with them, I was so uncomfortable. And these guys are my best friends now. But I realized there was a lot of anxiety that went around eating around guys. Just because you're like, oh, I want to be skinny or, like, I want to look healthy or whatever. I don't know what you're thinking, but that's what I thought. I was like, oh, I need to look good or I look ugly while I'm eating food. That's not a big deal. Like everybody eats like you're going to go on dates with guys and you're going to be eating with them on that date at a restaurant, you know. And so I slowly got more and more comfortable with it. And I made a group of friends who I was comfortable eating around. And that was really good, like building a community here at Delaware who supports me with my eating disorder was really a great thing that I decided to do. I didn't really tell people when I first came and people I was meeting just because I knew they weren't going to be my friends for the entire time.
but I knew that, you know, these people that I was becoming friends with, that's something they need to know. They needed to know about my eating disorder and how I'm in recovery because some days if I look like I'm restricting or if I look like I'm not eating or if I, if I look like I'm overeating, like I wanted them to know so they could see where I'm coming from. And I've never found more supportive people in my life who were like, Bella, are you eating? Like, let's go to dinner. We can eat together. Oh, get that. Like, that's okay for you to eat. Um, and with my PCOS diet, <clears throat> sorry guys, there's something totally in my throat because hashtag frack off, <laughs> a typical me. <coughs> but I like it was so much more comforting comforting to just go with someone to the dining hall that knew my story and you know a lot of people I just was like didn't really tell them I was like oh I have eating disorder like I'm in recovery like I didn't really explain it to them but the people I ended up going to the dining hall with most knew my entire story and I really appreciate for them to appreciate them for that and if they're listening they know who they are um so that rolls around in my PCOS diet. I wasn't following at this point in time just because I didn't really know much about it. And there was not that much scientific evidence that I had looked into that supported the restrictive diet that my nutritionist from September that past year had told me to do. I also stopped seeing that nutritionist after like a week because I was like, this makes no sense. This is crazy. I need to fix my eating disorder first before I start fixing my PCOS. So then I come home from school and I see probably 20 doctors, gynecologists, endocrinologist, um, and my PCOS specialist. <clears throat> and so I saw my gynecologist and she was like, you need to see an endocrinologist and a PCOS specialist. And I was like, okay, <clears throat> my periods were still irregular. I was working out pretty consistently, working out has become an outlet for me. It's not something I do to look a certain way. It's something I do so I can feel happy and content and confident in myself. And it's just part of my routine now. Um, so that I'm really happy that I've come so far with working out and how it's something good for me rather than it's like, oh, I need to do this or I need to go work out. Um, I saw the endocrinologist. We did some blood work and my hormones came back normal which is crazy for a PCOS person because typically your androgen levels or estrogen or testosterone levels or cortisol levels are all crazy and your insulin could be also off. Um, mine were all normal and the endocrinologist was like, we can put you on metformin. So I got put on metformin and I've been on it for two months now. Um, I definitely notice a difference my lot of my friends have noticed that like my face is less bloated and my stomach is less bloated there's like less puffiness i guess um so i saw that endocrinologist and like a week later i saw the pcos specialist and it's again the diet that she has put me on it's really just not processed items that you want in your f diet but this time around since i've come so far with my eating disorder and how recovery is great and I feel like I'm coming out of recovery right now. Um, this diet was more so like for my health concerns. I wanted to get my period back. And I also 
when you also have PCOS, like, you gain a lot of weight. So, I guess when I was in the middle of my binge eating recovery in high school, like, I did have a significant weight gain at one point, and my doctor did notice it, but she didn't think anything of it. She just thought, oh, like, COVID happened, so it's fine. But there was a significant amount of weight gain, and so it was fat. It was a lot of fat weight gain rather than um, just muscle weight or water weight. So she, this PCOS specialist told me, she's like, you need to lower your body fat percentage just because by doing that, your period should come back. So here I am on this diet and it's honestly just a habit now and it's really not that restrictive. I've started to slowly, it's not something you restrict your entire life, but it's something that you have to start off like really tight with and then you could get more flexible with your eating. Um, But I've learned ways to incorporate my desserts because my desserts are my favorite meal, you know? I need to have my chocolate, I need to have my cookies and ice cream. And I've slowly started to incorporate those things every day. Um, definitely coming back to school, it, I had to readjust how I was eating because it's only been maybe like six weeks of me eating like this. And for three weeks, I had to move into school. So my eating, I was trying to fix it while I was here. So, and it was still very new to me. So a lot of snacks came into play and, you know, I'm not consistent, but I've gotten back inconsistent with it. And that's okay to not be consistent at all. With physical activity, if you want to feel a certain way, I think being consistent is key. Um, yeah, so that's like my entire story, I guess, um, of how I struggled with a binge eating disorder and how it all played a role in with my PCOS and my mental health um, in terms of my anxiety and OCD. Um, I was diagnosed with ADHD actually this past summer. So my schoolwork with how I didn't focus on schoolwork last semester or how I couldn't, um, that was the answer that I was looking for. Um, and me finally declaring my major, guys. It's, I want to work with people like me. I want to work with, I want to become a registered dietitian and work with patients who have PCOS and patients with eating disorders because I saw so how much I struggled but how much like the nutritionist and my therapist has helped me like I want to do both of that um and I've started just doing like this past summer for real like I just started doing my life for myself and for God um God has played a huge huge role in my life um my testimony is coming in the next episode so I'll talk about that then but I just realized I want to live a happy life So I got to start doing things for me and I got to stop worrying about other people think of me and what other people are doing. Like I'm on the right path for me. God's timing over everything. And um, here I am. Like this is why I titled the podcast Just Living Y'all because my life goal is to live in Texas and that's what I want to do for some reason. I just am being called down to Texas and I'm a very country girl. I love country music. That's my all-time favorite genre of music. Um, But the just living part is so specific to me because people watch me and they're like, you are so confident. You just do your own thing. You don't care what anyone else thinks. Like, you do your, your tasks in your life for yourself and no one else. And I'm just living my life, guys. I'm just living my life and you should be too. And, um... I just wanted to start this podcast to 
inspire people and to educate people on a topic that I feel like there's such a big stigma around. And I'm trying to break the stigma of that. Um, yeah, I guess I'm going to throw in some fun facts for you guys because I don't know who is listening to this. It's honestly probably just people I know. So, hey, people I know who are listening. But some fun facts. Hot pink, my all-time favorite color. Um, I, and favorite, like, print, I guess, is cheetah print. Obviously, makes sense with the country stuff, you know. Um, one of my hobbies is, like, I love styling outfits and picking out clothes. So if you ever need a stylist, I will gladly help you out. That actually, fashion merchandising was my first major for when I applied to Delaware. Here I am, just not doing that. Just realizing that's not what I need to do because that's not my passion, but it's a hobby. And then, um, what else? Blue butterflies are like my significant animal and it's like a symbol of God. So when I see one, it's like a good thing. Um, what else? My favorite food. I love chocolate, anything. Any, I have such a big sweet tooth. And then Napoli pizza, obviously. Oh, killer. Margarita to be specific. And then potatoes, French fries. Yeah, French fries really hit the spot. But with my PCOS stuff, potatoes are not so great and they spike your insulin all the time. So I don't really have potatoes anymore, but on occasion, I'm allowed to have them. And that's also something very important is to not, um, you have to let yourself have things, but it doesn't need to be all the time. Um, are there fun facts about me? I'm Italian. I go to Italy almost every summer. I'm learning to speak it right now because I can understand it and read it, but the speaking is not there at all. Uh, I want to travel the world. Um, that is just a goal of mine. I want to go study abroad. So hopefully we'll be doing that next semester or next fall. Um, the favorite, my most favorite place that I've ever been was definitely Hawaii. That was gorgeous. Um, what else? I'm trying to think. I feel like my life, that's I guess the story that I wanted to tell this time. Oh, my family. I got my mom, dad, my brother. His name's Stefano. He is 16 years old. He's currently a junior in high school. Um, my grandparents and all my cousins. Very important to me. I love. I'm such a family gal. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Currently at school, recording this in the library very interesting i feel like people are staring at me because these um walls are clear i'm currently living on amstel way in a townhouse and i love having my own room in my own kitchen because having my own kitchen definitely takes away a lot of the eating out anxiety um i definitely right now i still eating out is still really hard for me because i'm like oh i could just make food at home like especially with all the accommodations for my diet right now it's definitely harder to eat out but I do feel more comfortable eating at home still. It's, that's still something I'm definitely working on. Um, but yeah, some goals I have to like for this podcast are definitely just to get my messages across and to inspire you all, beautiful people who are listening. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day or an amazing sleep. Whenever you're listening to this, I hope you're doing well. And I hope that you're just living your life for you. And... I pray that you guys have a great rest of your week 
and I hope y'all enjoyed this episode because I'm really excited to talk about more exciting topics than just an eating disorder and I'm excited to get more in depth with my faith and fitness um yeah all right I will talk to you guys soon thanks for listening